There it is. They don't get to hear the voice, but we get to hear the voice. It's a beautiful voice. It's very it's tender a and beautiful forgiving. voice in my ears right now. A beautiful voice in my ears. Won't you be my? Won't you be my beautiful voice? Yes, I will. I've got the Thank most you. beautiful voice that I know. Thank you. Not. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Not. I got the most beautiful voice. Not. <laughs> I like it. Welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. My name is David. My friend is Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Here we go. 2022. I thought, I thought you were barking like a dog for a moment there. It sounded like you're going woof, woof, woof. <laughs> well... We, we've all done things we're not proud of the last few years that, that wouldn't be uh, the worst of it. You're probably <laughs> right. You are When I'm stressed, right. I just start barking. So you probably guessed by the uh, title of this episode that we're doing something a touch different than normal because it dawned on me uh, the other day. I was texting. I texted you and I said, man, we're not going to record together again until we record the guppies for 2022 <laughs> because we just kept scheduling interviews. And so... We've got more interviews that are coming. If you're a fan of the interview people, we've got more coming. In fact, I want to say, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of speculating and trying to look into the future when we're recording this, but I'm going to say that our next episode is actually uh, a new series that we're launching into. So yeah, uh, you'll, have to, you'll have to wait for that, but... Um, Aaron gets the honors of launching this new series. Oh, if I hadn't known that, I would have barked on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we are also continuing our, our, I guess, regular format, as it were, when we uh, get in touch with artists doing the, the top five, their five favorite songs, whatever you want to, you know, call it. Uh, we're going to continue doing that, which is awesome because uh, I've gotten a fair amount of feedback on that, both from people who we've interviewed as well as listeners saying, you know, it's kind of a, a neat format. I know the people, the guys we interview, uh, I've had a few say they liked it because they got to like choose which songs to talk about, yeah. which they're probably typically just like, all right, well, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, no, what do you want to talk about? So we'll continue doing that. But uh, we do have a new series on the way that I'm not going to spoil too much about right now, but. Um, I will say if you enjoy discovering new music, then the series could be for you. Not saying it's all brand new music by any means, but speaking of, uh, new music though, you should go follow us on, uh, on Spotify and Apple music. We've started doing weekly playlists of singles that come out, which gets, so it gets refreshed every week. I had started by just continuing, like continuing to add singles as the year went on. But I decided real quick I like the idea more of kind of like curating that list of 11 singles because for some reason we do things in 11s now. Um, I liked the idea of curating it to 11 singles that we think were the best singles of the week. And when I say we, most of it ends up being me except for when Aaron goes, oh, you forgot this one. I'm like, yeah, I did. So now and then sometimes you say it's on the list already. Check the list. Yeah, that, that <laughs> does happen too. That, that, especially Sorry, when it was, I'm getting better. Especially when the list was just like more songs, you know, when I was right. just adding a bunch. Uh, now that I've like, like I said, curated it a little bit more. Um, so it, it's, a, you know, a little easier to digest. I guess the one downside of that is that, you know, once a single has been on the list, it's not going to be on it for more than a week. 
So it kind of like minimizes, I guess, the uh, amount of time that people discover yeah. those songs via the list. But whatever. It's more fun this way for me. So what if there's not 11 songs one week that That, you, I mean, we'll have to see. Um, just keep some or whatever? You know, I don't know. Uh, that's that's when I'll like in the Instagram post, I'll be like, bands, do better. <laughs> Release more music. We need more. Because uh, the other side of it, too, is for the most part, anyways, and maybe this is where this will come into play a little bit, but I also try to keep, if an album comes out and a band releases a single that week, like right before, say, like, you know, some bands, they'll release a single on like a Monday or whatever. So after my after the playlist has been updated, but then they have the album coming out Friday. Well, yeah. I'm not going to add that single because I also, we have a uh, an album's playlist, which is which that is really just a free for all kind of like that one's not being curated as much it's just whatever catches my ear or your ear i add to the album's playlist just almost yeah, as like a cool. reference for as the year goes on like oh that came out cool yeah well it's good i like the idea so yeah you can follow both of those either on spotify or apple music i know on apple music you can search up the profile it's at growing punk pod spotify i think if you just search growing up punk you'll get both the podcast as well as the profile so then you can add there or you can just go to our you know twitter and instagram and stuff at growing punk pod and it's in do in it. the link in the bio you can do that so that was actually me nonchalantly pushing our instagram and stuff um and we actually started if you want to get early access to these episodes and you like what we do and you want to support us a little bit you can throw a couple bucks our way we do have a patreon that's going uh it was doing nothing for a while and then someone decided to sign up randomly i think as a joke yeah, so I thought, thanks oh, i like should jokes uh, <laughs> i like jokes i thought i could you know we could release episodes early whatever like when i'm done editing them so if you want early access to the episodes and maybe some more stuff in the future depending on you know the more people that hop on the patreon is obviously going to make it more worth the time and effort put into extra content so uh that's all in our social media links as well um that'd be cool but yeah so what i was trying to get to through all of that is we realized you know we won't really be recording much together because we just keep booking interviews and so we decided well what about in the meantime if we did kind of monthly wrap-up sort of stuff where we talked about new music that came out specifically and then later in the show uh gonna talk about you know a couple of our highlights from the podcast from this month so um if you're down to discover some new music and hear our thoughts on some stuff that came out, then thanks for hanging out. Yeah. You want to awesome. hang out? Let's hang out. We're here for it. <laughs> I was like, let me see how long <laughs> I can sit here silently before he says something. Um, yeah. So we decided let's jump into uh, singles first. Um, that we that if you're we single share. and ready to mingle, then this is your time. And ready to mingle. This is this your is time to shine. Your time to shine. If I had, I, this makes me wish <laughs> I had like, um, you know, like an audio window thing that I could just play sound effects. <laughs> singles. Oh, yeah. Singles. Um, if only I was single again right now. <laughs> if only I was single. So the first <laughs> single that I wanted to talk about, we're going to go back and forth uh and we, we each picked three singles, and then we'll get into albums and stuff later. But uh, So I guess the parameters here is the singles had to come out this month. And also keep in mind, we're recording this, and January's not done yet. Um, so there right. could still be stuff that actually comes out um, you know, this coming week that maybe we would have wanted to mention. But uh, we're going to be play loose with the rules when we do the February wrap-up. 
Maybe we'll talk Loosey about some January stuff. Lucy Goosey, yeah. but the first one I wanted to talk about is actually uh, a band from Edmonton, where I am currently sitting. Uh, they are a band with one of the best names, I think, uh, in the scene. And when I first saw this name, I didn't realize they were from Edmonton first. I heard about them, and then... Uh, like I heard the name somewhere and then realized afterwards that they're from Edmonton. But the band I'm talking about is called Nicholas Rage, which again, very nice. Yeah. The <laughs> name of the single that they released this week uh, or like, yeah, I guess it was when we're recording this just a few days ago. Uh, it's called Naked Grape and it's off their upcoming EP that is called Personal Party. So um, yeah, this is Naked Grape by Nicholas Rage. It's funny. So this, the EP Personal Party comes out March 11th and it's five songs and they've currently released two. So Naked Grape and then the mm. final track Embrace. But yeah, um, a couple months ago, they actually released a video for the first track on the EP called Poison Ivy. So 
uh, a few of them have actually been are out there. There's only two more left that we uh, have to wait to hear. But um, yeah, I'm super looking forward to that EP. Man, those drums are just so crisp. I love that. Yeah, uh, I'm curious. I wonder, wonder where they recorded it. Um, yeah, it's definitely like nice, clear, clear production. Yeah, I, that's why I don't know. Uh, I know there is another band from Calgary that just released a song, and I saw that they, uh, they, and I think they maybe have an album, or maybe it's just a song that came out. But um, I saw that they, re- they actually recorded with Casey Lewis from. Oh uh, yeah. From Belvedere. Belvedere. So, yeah, I was just seeing if if I could figure out where these guys uh, recorded from, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, maybe this will tell us. Mm, personal party available now. No, it doesn't say. Whoa, but this says, oh, that's top tracks on Spotify, seven tracks. That makes way more sense. I was like, why does that say there's seven tracks on the EP? Oh. <laughs> uh, anyways, go ahead, sir, with your uh, your first one of the of the show. Yeah, let's uh, let's do a band that may be unfamiliar because they haven't technically been a band in I think like fifteen years or something, and the band is called Game Time. Uh, I don't. I feel like I vaguely remember this name from years ago, and I know this band because uh, Kyle, who sings and plays guitar, I think, um, also has a, a sweet podcast, and and uh, so through that, I found out about this band. This is the third single that they've released. Um, they're just kind of doing recording songs as they have time or whatever. But I think a lot of this, these songs are ideas that they've had for years and years, and they're finally getting to it and. And uh, it, it's just really, it's really good. It's really good production-wise, awesome vocals and harmonies and melodies and kind of a cool mix of, of fast and more mid-tempo. But I just find that every time I listen to one of the songs, there's there's a lot of different layers and a lot of different parts to it. It's, uh, you know, it, it's in the pop-punk genre, but I, I find that there's it's a lot more than just kind of straightforward. There's just, you know, whether it's production-wise or songwriting-wise, uh, lots to take away from this. So, yeah, I'm really excited to to hear if they have anything else coming out uh, this year. But for now, they've got three singles out, so go check them out. There you go. So this one that they just most recently released is called In the Face of It.
That's one of those songs, that one in particular, that as I'm listening to it, I'm like, where is this taking me? Not like, what's the song going to do next? But there's something so kind of like familiar and comforting in the sound. Mm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Maybe nostalgic is what, like nostalgia is really what's tugging at it. Because there's parts in that, in the verse, especially in the melody, that remind me of like earlier, well, not earlier, I guess more like, does this look infected? Uh, some 41, there's something, I don't know what it is, but uh, it, I really, I really dig that song. And when it first came out, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. So yeah. Thanks for picking it. You're welcome. Uh, the next, the next song that I wanted to, <laughs> to cover, I don't, I'm trying to remember where I heard about these guys. They're a German hardcore slash post hardcore band. I think I discovered them on a website called Ear Nutrition, um, which if you haven't checked it out, you should. It's pretty great, especially if you want to kind of get into discovering uh, uh, newer or maybe lesser known, you know, punk and skate punk and hardcore post like bands from the scene. Um, I think I was introduced to Ear Nutrition through Thousand Oaks. I think they debuted oh, cool. their last single, um, which also could have made this list, but yeah. it didn't. Uh, but anyways, the band I'm talking about, they're called Phantom Bay, and they released, I think, I don't know if the first single was released this month or if it was passed and I just discovered it this month, but uh, the single they released recently is called Quit Playing the Blues. And uh, all I will say is I've listened to this song so many times and it absolutely slaps. just straight ahead <laughs> I love yeah it. it's got a, a really kind of an older sound like it reminds mm-hmm. me of some stuff from even like the early 2000s of just the kind of rawness of it and you know yeah. they're they're clearly not trying to be polished or you know super melodic or anything just high energy and fast yeah well, they it's don't cool. they don't mess around the song's only 146 in length <laughs> yeah, like there well. and i think i don't think there are i think their other single was pretty short too if i remember correctly but um i think i saw on 
on their Instagram, maybe. I just tried to look them up on Apple Music and typed in Phantom Bag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are Okay, so Separate Ways is their other single that they had out, and it came out in 2021. Um, and it is two, that says two minutes. How long is it? 158. So they're, they're not messing around. Uh, but I noticed that both those singles, which are the only two things they have up on Apple Music anyway, have basically identical artwork minus a, a slight okay. color change. So I think I'd seen, the reason I'm saying that is because I think I saw on their Instagram or something that they maybe have something in the works that'll come out as far as an album's concerned, whether it's an EP or an LP, I don't know. Uh, but Phantom Bay, they are, uh, they don't mess around, man. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, my next pick is uh, another newer band to me. Um, it's a band called Gold Steps. And I found out through them because their newest single features Nick, uh, who sings in the band Hit the Lights and uh, Thief Club. And uh, so he, I've been a fan of, of his music for a while. So I, maybe he, he must have posted about it. Cause that's I, I saw it and went and watched a video and... It's kind of like in a skate park, and they're playing, so immediately kind of, kind of grab me. Has that classic feel. I think there's been some bands that have done that before, and and uh, yeah, just a really fun, bouncy, upbeat song. And they have a new album coming out in March, so I'm definitely excited to see uh, what that holds. And so uh, the song I picked is called "Stay the Same."
is right hooks that song is yeah. so hooky like from the moment the vocals come in i'm 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 hooked that's the whole point and it just bounces yeah. along i love it um yeah i didn't i don't think i realized they had a uh, had an album coming out this well, year I, so that's after this song came out i <clears throat> i sent them a message just saying that I really liked it and, and was just wondering if they had anything else. And they said, yep, album, album's coming in March. So hopefully we're not uh, spoiling any news. Sorry. <laughs> just thought of that now. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, that that's uh, you bring up a good point there. I'm just trying to see if they have. Yeah, because they don't have anything. There's no pre-releases or anything at this point. But, um, yeah, <laughs> hopefully that didn't spoil anything. But they told you on their Instagram. So, I mean. Or wherever you reached out to them. So that's that's on them <laughs> if this was supposed to be a secret. Uh, the next pick that I had is another pop punk jam. Um, it's a band called Out of Time. They're from Florida. And dare I say, I know I said this, I think, when I sent the song to you. Say um, it. Say it. <laughs> that they, with this song that they just released, I think they released a better Newfound Glory song than Newfound Glory has released in the past handful of years. Uh, and I don't mean that in any way as like, a, oh, they're just like Newfound Glory knockoff sort of thing at all. No, no, no. There's a, like, obviously that's a, a certain a certain sound in pop punk, I think is maybe the best way to put that. And maybe the fact that they're also from Florida plays into that a little bit. But this song, much like that Gold Step song, from the moment I heard it, I was just like humming along, bouncing my head. It's got a fun uh, music video. You know, so it's uh, it's a real it's a real good one. But so the band, like I said, is called Out of Time, and the song that they release is called "Have You Ever Been in a Storm, Wally?"
yeah, so <laughs> so catchy and bouncy for sure. I love that. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a little bit funny to me that, I mean, obviously people from Florida can like hockey, but the clip at the beginning is from uh, the nineteen eighty Olympic gold medal game, or or I guess it wasn't technically the gold medal game, but Was in the Canada Olympics. Winning? No, it's the U.S. It's the U.S. Oh. beating Russia, but at that time, like Russia, were this unbeatable team, and like that essentially won the U.S. the gold medal. the The movie uh, Miracle is it just called Miracle? I think it's just called Miracle. It's put out by Disney. It's about that whole massive oh. underdog story. But so it's just funny that they're referencing hockey, and then the music video is all about them playing table or air hockey. But um, get on, yeah, it's super, super bouncy, super fun. Yeah, hope they have some more stuff coming out this year. One of these days. My next one, keep man, we're really uh, keeping it on uh, kind of the punk theme, which isn't necessarily you know that the show is called but... Gor- Growing Up <laughs> Punk, right? Like, well, there there was a few other ones that I kind of contemplated. Was like, ah, oh, maybe that'll yeah. be too out of place, and but maybe next month will be something that really stands out. But there's yeah, there's just been lots of cool stuff coming out, which is awesome. I mean, we're only in January. Yeah. And uh, especially to have lots of punk stuff coming out because often that's more kind of spring summer and maybe some of these releases will um, will be coming out a bit closer to that. But anyways, my right. next one is from Belmont. Uh, so I think they're a band we've mentioned a few times on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've they've put out a handful of releases over the years and a band I've kept up with, but I wouldn't say I've really ever dove kind of really into them. And when they put out an album, I always listen to it and. Um, maybe I just don't find myself coming back super often. Like super talented band, it's more kind of on the technical side of of uh, punk or pop punk or whatever. Um, but with this song, it, yeah, there's there's kind of a, a heavier edge to it. Uh, it it's still technical. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, just as as uh, as I was listening to it, it was just like, oh man, this is this is kind of grabbing me maybe a bit differently than some of their old stuff. So I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to the new album. I can't remember when it comes out, but it was announced this week, I believe. Um, but the song is called Parasitic.
I, uh, that song is much heavier than I remember them being. Um, but, uh, I like the part where he kind of like starts, I don't know, like it's not barking. He's not barking, but he definitely gets a little more like influenced by, it feels like, you know, like nineties, early nineties, hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, yeah. I, I kind of even just forgot that in the verse, you know, it's kind of got more like program drums or whatever, but yeah. it adds a kind of a cool depth to that. That verse is really sweet. And it just makes it when the guitars come in, like it kind of hits even harder. Cause it's like, Oh man, I wasn't really expecting, you know, that to come in. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh it's a Belmont is an interesting band for me because when I first heard them, I think the song was overstepping, uh was like kind of their first single that sort of quote unquote blew up for them, if that's the right word to use. And it was a lot more like like it had that technical side, but it felt like it shared a lot more with their like Chicago, you know, ba- brethren of bands like Knuckle Puck and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like they've leaned more into that technical side and obviously on this song too, like a little bit of the heavier side, uh, I've heard people refer to them as an easy core band in the past, which always kind of like struck me a little bit, but at the same point they do bring in like those heavier influences. Like they always have, this just feels like the most like the most they've leaned into those heavy influences. Um, but yeah, they're, uh, I'm looking forward to, to this, to this album for sure. I know like their, their full length, I guess it was the day, their full length debut. I didn't end up being too impressed by it when it came out a few years ago, but it does have some good songs on it. This lead single is definitely, uh, it's piqued my interest though. Yeah. That way. So, um, speaking of albums, should we move into albums? Let's do it. Um, okay. So, the first album that I want to talk about is one that I've been actually looking forward to for months now. Uh, when I first, like from the first single that came off of it and they announced an album was coming, I'd never heard this band before hearing the single at the time. And I went, these guys are really good. And then it just seemed like there was more and more kind of buzz building around them. Uh, Brooklyn vegan, I know did some stuff on them. Uh, like before the release of the album, they were kind of pushing them a lot. Uh, the the band I'm talking about is Anxious, and the album is uh, Little Green House, or is it Little? Yeah, I think it's Little Green House. Little Green House on the Prairie. Little Green House <laughs> on the Prairie. Dang, there you go. That's a that's a good one. I was just wanted to make sure it's not Little Green Houses. That's my only concern. But anyway, um, as I try to look, it's way too. No, it is Little Green House. Sorry continue uh but so this this album i've been looking forward to for quite some time and actually chris teddy from the world is a beautiful place produced this record so he was nice. just good job he was yeah just on the show recently but uh the thing i will say about it i know you listen to it i'm sure a lot of people have listened to it uh if you haven't listened to it yet what i love is that it did not disappoint in any way shape or form for for me anyway you know a lot of times you can be excited about an album and then it just doesn't live up to your own hype that you've built in your head this one for me for sure has to this point um and uh, i love that they they kind of like they're a a post-hardcore band with its roots deeply in you know their hardcore scene uh, but they also aren't afraid to pull from different influences from from all over the board. But uh, so yeah, the 
the record, like I said, is called Little Green House. The song that I picked is actually the opening track, and it's called Your One-Way Street. it kind of like represents the band well in the sense that it shows a little bit of everything they do yeah um, obviously you hear him start screaming there yelling at one point uh it's a little you know music musically it's more upbeat uh there's lush melodies the chorus sounds fantastic anyway so uh i thought that was that was a great song to kind of wrap them up with a bow you know so yeah that's, well that's, that's that. Su- that song definitely caught me by surprise when you told me to check it out like i mean yeah it's not uh, a secret that some of our tastes are a bit different <laughs> or that some of the things that you're really drawn towards i'm not necessarily and so there, there's always especially if it's a band I, i've never heard of or i don't i haven't don't really know much about and this was one of those so when you sent it i'm always kind of like not necessarily cautious but just you know just starting it with like, okay, just try to be open and kind of listen for a bit. But yeah, I mean, it just immediately starts with a, with a bang and uh, awesome guitars and epic drums and and Chris and it, did an incredible job. Like this record sounds yeah. fantastic. So uh, I didn't get to tell him when I when I talked with him because it wasn't out yet. I mean, I'd heard a few of the singles, obviously, but like from start to finish, this record sounds fantastic. Yeah. And he actually worked on. Uh, what was my record of the year last year, which kind of shares some similarities, but Fiddlehead. Uh, so oh, yeah. he's he's quickly becoming a producer that I'm I didn't know before. I won't lie. I won't I won't pretend like I went into you know that interview knowing everything that Chris had done. 
Um, so, but but he's definitely one I'm quickly paying attention to. So, yeah, um, awesome. But yeah, let's move on to your your first album pick. So mine was also much anticipated for months. Uh, so the the album is Heavy Steps by Comeback Kid. So I had had Andrew on the show. I feel like that was like even in the summer. And uh, he was, yeah, already, like, the album was done, but he he had said, like, they weren't going to be releasing songs kind of until September and then album coming out at the start of the new year. And so it was kind of like, oh, man, I was hoping I didn't have to wait that long. But thankfully, the the time passed pretty quick, and it's here, and it's everything I hoped it would be. Um, yeah, it came out uh, the, the Friday before my birthday, and it was just the, the best gift I could receive. So... <laughs> Big thanks to them. I was, yeah, super excited for it. There, There's a handful of releases that kind of on the Friday night or the Thursday night when I'm going to bed where it's like I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, I hope I can like have a good sleep tonight because I'm just I'm really – I hope I don't have a headache in the morning and right. I just want to be able to like enjoy this album that I'm really looking forward to. And so, yeah, things worked out and, and uh, yeah, nothing like Comeback Kid at like 6.30 in the morning, but – it was it's a good way yeah, to wake up. Yeah, and I've listened to it probably five or six times already since then and already can't wait to go back to it. And they're just one of the most consistent bands, you know, from their inception in the early two thousands to now. Every album they've done has been a favorite of mine. You know, they're in my top probably five favorite bands and just love everything they do. And so yeah, really, really great album. The song I picked is Shadow of Doubt.
where does this record rank? Because so for me, Comeback Kid is a band I'm only like very, very loosely familiar with. Like obviously, I've known their name for years, and I remember them when they first got started and all this stuff. But um, for one reason or another, outside of a couple times because of this show, um, I've just never really listened to them. But this record was one that. Uh, from the first single, which I don't remember. Oh, No Easy Way Out. That was the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when that came out, I was like, oh, my God, this like absolutely just stomps. And so I was excited for this record. And I'm curious because I do really like it. And it like from start to finish, it's just track after track after track that slaps you in the face. But where, where in, in the Comeback Kid library would you say this one ranks? Oh, such a hard question. I feel like I'm bad at ranking albums because when I when I love a band, I I don't really think of necessarily one album over the next. But you um, must. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to like this one. It's definitely more aggressive, and I remember Andrew talking about that, which I like. They they do have albums that are you know pr- probably a lot more fast paced, whereas even this song when it starts, like it's more of just like a pumping the fist like kind of getting the mosh pit whereas maybe some of their earlier albums are, are a lot more kind of like posy youth crew type melodic right. hardcore so still yeah like fast-paced energetic but this one has a bit more kind of feel to it there's a bit more kind of give and take like there's parts where it kind of slows down a bit and it's not necessarily as straightforward as some of their past ones so uh yeah i I have seen a few people say it's their it's their favorite album since Wake the Dead, mm. which you know that album has been out for a long time. It's kind of one, they're a classic one that kind of really pushed them kind of next level. And um, yeah, I I don't know. It, it's their first new album in I think five years, so it's been a long time. And uh, so maybe I'm just so excited to have a new album that it's just my my current favorite at the moment. I do think that <laughs> this song live. Uh, especially that intro would just like you could feel the tension build and like you know yeah. let's say let's I don't know that they would open with this song by any means but let's say they opened with it and you just like feel the crowd the crowd would be going before the song even really kicks in because it just kind of pulls you in right like you know it's you know it's coming but if we could completely change gears uh the next <laughs> album that I picked I I toyed with not covering this one because um I mean, this band is not a punk band. They've never been a punk band. I do believe, like some people, you know, would would classify them as emo, even though I would say they're definitely more indie rock. But I do believe, you know, the soul slash main member of this band does have roots in the hardcore scene. I think he was in a hardcore band at one time. Um, But I want to talk about the album uh, Havasu by Pedro the Lion. So Pedro the Lion, first and foremost, this record was like a surprise release. Had no idea it was coming. I was already looking forward to this release day because we had, like, I was looking forward to Anxious as well as Comeback Kid. And then Pedro the Lion was thrown in there as a surprise. And Dave Bazan of Pedro the Lion is, I've said this numerous times on the podcast before, he's one of my, if not if not my favorite, he is one of my all-time favorite songwriters hands down um but obviously like his music doesn't really jive with a whole lot of what we talk about on here 
Uh, he's a lot more laid back. He might have the odd record that kind of sounds like the offspring. <laughs> that sounds like you <laughs> might have the odd AFI cover album that he releases. Um, but yeah, like th- this album in particular is kind of neat because a couple of years ago he released the album Phoenix, which was a- an album that all the songs were written about his childhood when he was living in the city of Phoenix. And at the end of that album, he's got a song. Is it? I think the song is called Leaving the Valley if I remember correctly, where at the end of the album, he's moving away. And it's neat because as the song finishes, the last, let's say, 30 to 60 seconds of the song or so, it introduces this guitar riff that kind of repeats over and over as he's singing. If I, if I remember, he's singing like different, maybe like cities or, or streets or whatever as they're kind of, I'm assuming as they're moving away from Phoenix. And then the beginning of this album, when I first listened to it, I was like, this is a weird way to start the record because it's really mellow and just kind of like, oh, this is, I guess what we're doing. Like it feels, because then track two feels more like, okay, this this would be a good way to pull someone into a record, right? But the thing is, is what he's done is that guitar riff that's kind of like almost like fading out at the end of Phoenix. It's the same guitar riff that pulls you into uh, Havasu, this new album. And so then the first song is about him not wanting to move because he's got to leave his friends. Right. So he's continuing his story. And now these songs are all talking about his time spent in, uh, I don't know. I think it's, uh, Lake Havasu city or Havasu Lake city or something like that. It's Mm -hmm. in Arizona, but I had to, I had to look it up. But anyway, it is very much a departure from what we normally talk about. The song that I wanted to kind of share, I, I picked it because in listening to the record, I was talking with a friend, um, and you know, he was saying, I think I like Phoenix more. And I said the same thing is like, well, yeah, cause Phoenix has like this handful of songs that are just like really good. And I hadn't found those songs on this record yet, but the song teenage sequencer was kind of the first one to really jump out at me.
breakups later On the last day of school You pulled me aside And I tried to play it cool You'd watched me all year And you knew Bill was wrong And you wished you had stayed through the end of our song The way that that song just kind of like builds, um, adding elements, and then the richness of his voice is just... It was, I was laying there listening to it one afternoon, and I was just like, with each sort of step, yes. <laughs> I just wanted yeah. to keep saying yes. It's he's a great storyteller. He's uh again like he he's got a very specific style to his songs, but um bit of a departure from what we normally talk about. But I know there's a lot of people too that that listen to the show that also love Page of the Lion, love Dave Bazan. So Yeah, no, that's cool. I actually just went and added that album. That that song is it sounds really cool. I like the just kind of how the bass is driving it and then those yeah. kind of just simple kind of guitar like it's it's really catchy in it's kind of own kind of way like it's not like hooky catchy or chorusy but just right it's not anthemic by any means yeah <laughs> oh I, but yeah I, it I is like that it's cool it song. is a really good just like relax chill out record sort of thing right yeah um and that's definitely when i've listened to it the most is like you know just in the evening put the headphones on sort of deal it's one that i'm like as i hear it i'm like man i gotta get that on vinyl I think it'd be great, but uh, yeah, let's cool move into. Cover art too. Yeah, well, and the cover art's kind of neat because it, it there's a theme because in the album Phoenix that came before it, it's got like a very similar uh, cover art in style. Uh, yeah, just great stuff, great stuff. But what's uh, what's your second and final pick for albums released in janvier? Is that how yeah. you say it? <laughs> uh, sure, let's go with that. Well, yeah, even just speaking speaking of artwork, I wanted to mention this about Comeback Kids, how I, I really like the, the album artwork. It was done by a tattoo artist, and it's not necessarily tattoo style, but it's just kind of pieced together like it looks like a painting or something. And Yeah, it's pretty uh, great. Yeah, just different from their last ones. And then also... On my second pick here, the album cover is really cool too. I don't know if so. The band is uh, Billy Talent. I don't know if any of their previous covers have really grabbed my attention, but the new one is is really cool. It's kind of a illustrated uh, graphic on there. So Billy Talent is a band I I don't even really know a ton about. I mean, I believe I saw them live uh, when I first saw Alexis on Fire, like before either band was really anything. They played in Regina. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember the name kind of standing out, but the music never like really connected with me. I've only really ever heard their singles on much music or whatever, and it it never really kind of did it for me. And I, I know you're not necessarily a huge fan, and and uh, the vocalist has a very unique uh, sound and style to his vocals, which maybe some it's too much. So, anyways, I I had listened to uh, some of the singles, and it really caught my ear. And uh, so when the album came out, I, I gave it a listen and, and found myself wanting to go back and listen again. And I've even gone back a, a few times after. And so I, I don't know what it is about this album versus the other ones. Maybe I just didn't listen to the other ones enough. But there's just some really, I mean, their guitar player, uh, Ian, is that his name? Uh-huh. Um, very, I, literally, I, say I literally very just had their unique, Wikipedia uh, open. Okay, yeah, very unique guitar style. 
Um, again, not necessarily something I always connect with, but he's he's got some really cool riffs on this album, and mm-hmm. it's it's really catchy in its own way. And uh, there's kind of some ups and downs on the album, uh, just sonically. And I don't know, I just there was something about it. there was enough songs that kept me wanting to come back for more. And so I kind of went back and forth on this one, um, but thought it was worth mentioning. Just you know, they they kind of. I guess some might consider them a punk band. They're probably more kind of mainstream rock, but they're almost better than that. Like they, it seems like they put a lot more into their music than maybe a a normal rock band would or whatever. Just in the way they structure the songs, and again, like the all the guitar parts in it, and the energy that that goes in and out of out of the songs. So yeah, this is uh, an album to check out if if you're not into it. That's cool, but if if one of the first songs catches your attention, then I'd say uh, keep listening because there are some, even the first song, it's actually two songs in one. It kind of kind of comes down at the end of the first song and then goes into a second one. And it's, you know, and then this, this, the second and third and fourth song, they, there's a lot of songs that have different kind of feels on the album. So, um, yeah, anyways, that's enough of me ranting about that. But the song that I picked is called uh, Reckless Paradise. <laughs>
Yeah, they're definitely so. My thing with Billy Talent first, the guitar player's name is Ian. Okay, uh, and I forgot it, to mention the album's called Crisis of Faith. Yeah, um, they do. So I've always dug his guitar playing because he does come up with some pretty interesting riffs, and it's always just been Ben's voice that I have a hard time getting like wrapping my head around there's times where i really like it and then there's times where i'm like it's too much and then when i don't know how much screaming he does on this record but i can just not remember, as much it's not as spazzy as kind of some of the earlier albums in that regards. yeah and i just remember hearing him so there was uh years ago i was at warp tour and i was waiting to see hopes fall they were playing one of the side stages and billy talent was playing the main stage while waiting for hopes fall so they were just kind of playing in the background and i just remember all i could really hear was ben's voice i don't know what song he was doing but he was screaming and it was driving me crazy i'm just like that scream is something else but um i I'd, I'd also seen them compared to there was a there I don't know if it's like on exclaim or who did it but there was a write up that compared them to uh at the drive in but like polished which I always found to be interesting I'm like oh okay maybe but it definitely it, more straightforward in that regard Well and that but. and that was and maybe that's what they meant by polished right like they still had some of that like chaos to them especially at the time like this was back in the early 2000s you know, there was they, they had some of that chaos to them, but it just never felt the same as like at the drive in. So that comparison always kind of mm. threw me off. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I could find it now. But um they're they are such an interesting band. I don't fault anyone for liking them because the one thing I will say about them is there is no other Billy talent. Right? Like Yeah, they're pretty unique and I mean they've been around for, for a long time and, and seem to do real really well, at least in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, I mean, they play mainstream rock radio in Canada, so I don't know how they do stateside, but um, yeah. So those were our, some of our favorite singles and some of our favorite albums of the month of January. Uh, of course, there were a bunch of stuff released. I, I had on my list briefly to potentially talk about the new Under Oath record, but it was the, here's me summing up the new Under Oath record. Um, it wasn't very memorable for me. There you go. <laughs> that That sums it up. I wanted to go back and listen to it, and I just thought, there's no point. I'll just go with what I got, uh, even though because I was feeling a little bit guilty about picking Pedro the Lion, knowing that it's like very oh, much cool. outside of the box that. for us. But, yeah. um, but we also released some fun episodes this month, uh, so we thought we'd kind of quickly share one highlight, I guess, from interviews we did. Um, so one for me was uh, I got the opportunity to interview. Uh, now, the interview took place at the end of last year, but obviously we released it this year. Uh, but the opportunity to interview someone who has long been one of my favorites, uh, that, of course, being Matt Pryor of the Get Up Kids, that one was so much fun, and it kind of just came up and out of nowhere. In like, I, At one point in time, I put a tweet out there that literally just said, you know what would be awesome or you know what would be rad if – Matt Pryor and tagged him. Matt Pryor or someone from the Get Up Kids came on the podcast to share their five favorite Get Up Kids songs. And then a week, two weeks later, he responds with, sure. And I was like, oh, wait. So then the interview, you know, a little bit of back and forth and some emails, initially some unanswered emails or like long answers in between, like going back and finally get it sorted out. And it ended up being so much fun. And uh, it, 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 I was super pumped too because we... You know, in, in doing these interviews, you don't necessarily get to talk about the songs that you 
necessarily love, right? Like yep. when when allowing the artist to pick those songs, sometimes you're kind of like, oh, like you picked songs that I had, you know, no idea of or not not necessarily no idea, but like nowhere near what I would have picked. But when he picked the song Overdue, um, I was beyond pumped. spent them waiting here for you this right here when you sent the email because it wasn't your original pick uh the original pick that you had off this record was hannah hold on but which is another great song um but when you sent kind of your updated picks and you had changed it to overdue this is probably i would say my my favorite get up kids song from from the moment i heard it you know just like the combination of Obviously, it's a more softer side of of the Get Up Kids, acoustic guitar driven, just you singing. But then, like the guitar line that comes in, that I don't know is it is it the exact same as the melody line you're singing, or just kind of closely no, mimicking it? Like it's, it's not. And and just the way the whole song kind of fits together, the video is great as well. Which I went back and watched that today for the first time in a long time. But. Um, what is it about this song that kind of, I guess, stands out to you? Why did you end up picking this one in the end? Um, so both Overdue and Hannah uh, were songs that I wrote to be New Amsterdam songs. Okay. And, you know, I, I get asked, or I used to get asked a lot about, like, how do you choose which songs go to which project? And it usually seems relatively obvious which ones should go where. And with this, these two songs, I was kind of like, I really, really like these songs. I want more people to hear them. And Get Up Kids has a, you know, a bigger reach. And so I brought them, I brought those two to the band and they liked Hannah and they thought Overdue was okay. And then we were going to do this like fan club thing. And so we recorded Overdue and a David Bowie cover to do on a fan club seven inch and the demo of Overdue turned out so good that we were just like, well, shit, maybe this should be <laughs> on the record. And then Scott, the producer, was in love with it. And so by the time we were done with it in Connecticut at the studio, we were just like, this is the first song on the record. Like, this is our favorite song. Yeah. And even talking to Vagrant, where they're just like, you sure? And we're like, yep, this is the first single. And they're like, you sure? And we're like... <laughs> And we're like, yeah, this is our favorite song on the record. Therefore, it should be the first single. Like, duh, and, you know. And and it yeah. was, uh, and the video is really great. Uh, one of my favorite parts of that video is that I'm not in it. <laughs> yeah, and, fair enough. Because I hate making music videos. Yeah. Uh, but the song itself, it, it's a song about my dad, uh, my relationship with my dad, and it's interesting because it's written from a very, um. It's written from the place of from the perspective of a, a son who feels like their their father is distant from them, and then six months after I wrote this song, I had a daughter, mm-hmm. and I immediately better understood my parents. <laughs> you right. know, like I just yeah. I immediately was just like like it just changed everything. And I you know I I I don't I don't dislike my parents but what you know it was just sort of like i think that song is harsher than it probably would have been if it had been written after my daughter was born but you know it's uh it's it's kind of great in its simplicity 
you know what I mean? Like it's a very like mellow, simple song with kind of a, kind of a hokey rhyme scheme. Um, but it, and it's, it's just, it's dark, you know? Yeah. It's dark, but it's not necessarily sad. And I don't know. I just, I just really, really like it. <laughs> so I love that. Uh, my favorite get up kids song almost didn't even make it into like yeah. onto that album or like, I mean, obviously they talked about potentially releasing it on, on a seven inch, but I don't know at that time what the likelihood of me hearing it would have been had it been just on a seven inch. But um, yeah, no, that the, the opportunity to interview Matt Pryor was uh, for me, definitely one of my favorite interviews I've gotten to do. So that's uh, yeah, right on. that was pretty awesome. Yeah, the one uh, that uh, I picked was with Mike Perez of the band No Bragging Rights. Uh, so he'd been on uh, the show previously, and then they put out an awesome EP, 2021. And I had had the EP since summer, so I'd listened to it a ton because it came out in December. So if I hadn't have gotten it previously, I wouldn't have really had much time to to spend with it. But yeah, so for various reasons, which I've mentioned before i i just really loved and connected with this ep and uh so the the song that um i just wanted to highlight is called walking blind and uh so he's kind of talking about uh, he was coaching baseball and uh one of the youth um, on the baseball team uh, was struggling with addictions and ended up overdosing um, on heroin i believe and and passed away and uh and I just, I connected with that. I've, I mean, for the last 10 plus years, I've been working with at-risk youth and uh, we've had youth that have, have overdosed and passed away. And so I just, I could connect with that kind of frustration and, and sadness. And um, so, yeah, it was a, a good talk with Mike and cool to kind of hear uh, the stories behind the songs on the CP. So the song is called Walking Blind. So yeah, what? How does this song impact you? What can you tell us about this one? So for this one, um, you know, I've had I've had some some uh, not not personally as far as uh, like addiction goes. You know, I feel like everyone has has vices and addictions in their own way. But um, uh, I I lost. Uh, so I, I coach I coach high school baseball, and um, and I I did it even while I was touring. Um, but I did it as like a, an assistant. Um, I was the assistant to my brother. My brother was actually the head coach. And, and so I would, uh, so I was involved with coaching like for a really long time. And then eventually when, uh, no bragging rights stopped touring, then I became a head coach and I started to coach my own team and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, during the time where I was, uh, I was being, I was an assistant. Um, I've been asked to coach junior high baseball, (laughs) which was, is a lot. And, um, from that, from that, from that squad, I had a, I had a group of, uh, seventh graders and from those group of seventh graders, like I had them until high school, you know, pretty much until their graduation. One of those kids, uh, overdosed from heroin. Mm. And so that was, I don't know. I didn't plan to like, that wasn't like, I, I, like that wasn't necessarily like a theme of like, Oh, I want to write about like, him and his experience, but just the idea of addiction and like how, um, 
how you, you like it's so cliche but it really is true like you can't help something that doesn't want to be helped right you know? yeah and so it's just the song is about uh you know the whole um you know change comes when you're finally like sincere and wanting wanting change to happen and um and kind of just like surrendering to to help you know like letting go of your ego it's a, it's a lot it's hard you know there's things in my life that i kind of had to like do that and and so uh so 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 then so now an interesting part about that song is that was the last song musically that we had gotten okay and so it was one of those things too where like you know i they i'd given them a time frame of when i could do band things you know yeah. and so um i was already out of that time frame i think and uh and then they had like like hey we wrote another song I was like, oh, I have, <laughs> it's awesome, but I don't have time. You, yeah. know, like, you know, and I don't want to half-ass anything. And so, uh, and so they sent it to me, and and I was like flying up to the studio. Um, I was flying up to the studio like the next day, kind of thing. Or yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just listen to it. And then in my mind, I had already accepted this song will not be on the on the e- on the EP. Like, if if uh, we'll have we have the music for it we can record another time and release it as a single. Yeah. That, that was my attitude towards it. But this is just one of those like super rare times for me where I got on the flight and I'm not even joking, dude. I had, I had like a little, um, I had like a little recording app on my phone and I had like just the lyrics. As soon as the plane took off, I had, I had it. Yeah. I wrote it. Wow. That's cool. I wrote it. I wrote the entire freaking song. Uh, from LA to Seattle and I really didn't change any lyrics and so it was what it was and then I then I had the melody so like I'm on the flight I'm pretty sure it's these headphones and I was like I was like recording like <laughs> like because I'm on a plane you know yeah I was all embarrassed oh mm, you should have mm, just gone mm. full out and just see what happens <laughs> <laughs> what I think is uh, also pretty incredible is that i mean he talks about a very you know personal song or inspiration to the song or what have you and the fact that he he wrote it all on an airplane on a voice memo on his phone Mm, yeah (laughs) i can i can only imagine just like uh i mean he talked about it a little bit but just trying to not disturb the people who are you know sitting next to you or sitting around you while you're you know trying to when when he went into that section i thought he was going to talk about you know he had a, a pen and pad of paper and you know everything just kind of came out, but no, he's literally talking about like coming up with vocal lines and all this kind of stuff on a plane surrounded by people, uh, as he's, you know, flying to the studio, trying to last minute prep a song, which ends up being an incredible song. Um, that for sure is one of the standout moments on that EP for me. I'm not overly familiar with their back library, but that EP, uh, I think I was, I think I was posting about it recently or or no yeah of course i was it was because your interview with mike it was in the social media posts i I just remember going off about enjoying that record so much and on the intro to the show and stuff so um yeah no that was that was fantastic and of course he's been on the show a couple times now so you know it's good to make friends yeah speaking of making friends you can be friends with us go find us on social media at growing punk pod 
We're, uh, you'll find our personal Instagrams and Twitters linked there as well. Um, that, like we're going to wrap up the show here. So that's why, you know, transition into that. Uh, and you can also, what was I going to say? Oh, um, we're on Patreon. If you want to get early access to episodes, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you can do that for a couple bucks a month. We are also, we, I, I did some new merch. Um, if you want coffee mugs, if you like drinking coffee or tea or anything in a mug, uh, we actually have mugs now and stickers as well as t-shirts. So you can go spend some money that way. Um, you don't have to <laughs> do it, do it, man. No, you don't have to, but we, we appreciate all that you uh, do and listen and, and hang out with us online, go back and forth. So wherever you're listening to the show, make sure you rate it, review it, share it, that kind of stuff. Help us spread the word, help us, uh, uh, spread the love as it were. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but we're going to wrap it up. So <laughs> just spread something for us. Just spread the spread peanut butter COVID the, for us. Anything. Spread, geez, <laughs> spread COVID. Now, how about we spread peanut butter on a slice of bread? Okay. Let's keep it safe. Um, <laughs> with that though, goodbye. See ya. Yeah.